0: Okay, Vokar Today's staff is daf Mem Da'ala Ksuba says we live for a four Shlema. Four, Yosef Asriel, ben Chaim Michal and Allah ben Ruhma. Yesterday we got down to the third line of daf Mem Da'ala and What was the discussion? We had a machlokas here between Rav Huna and Rav Asi. What were we talking about? mission was talking about a case where, uh, according to the Ran, he wrote her a Ksuba from the time of Erison, even though it's normally done at the time of Nesuin, or... Our mission the way Rashi learns is that we're speaking, we're going with the shita that rusa, that Arusa is entitled to ksuba immediately at, as soon as they get engaged, even if he didn't write it. But the rabbis gave such a tekanah, it's a tekanah Drabunan, it's a tekanah uh from the time of Aresin that she's entitled to the ksuba. Okay, she's entitled to Aksuva. Now, let's say uh, at the time of Aksuva, he adds on more. Besides the $200, he says, you know, I'd like to give you this amount also in addition. So let's say the civil was written for um, for 300 Actually, when he actually wrote it. So when you come to collect, okay, $300, you're supposed to give her $300. Checks. Let's say the $300. Let's say she can't collect. He has no money. He sold all his property. All the money is, is at other people's now. He sold it to other people. So when she wants to collect it, she had a prior lien, right? She has a lien from the time of Erison. But what can she collect? can she collect from the time of Erison or from the time of Nasuin So Rafuna said, well, the basic amount, the 200, she can collect from the time of Erison, because that the rabbis gave her uh, gave her that ability, that uh, that uh, right, that she's entitled to 200 from the time of Erison. The extra amount, any amount that he added on, let's say the other $100 or the other $10 million, whatever he gave her, that's from the time of Nasuin Abbasi says, no, both of them are from the time of Nasuin again, if the money is there, she can collect the whole amount. It's very simple. But the problem is the money's not there and she has to go after people who bought land from the guy, you know, from, from her husband. Uh, when can she go after him? Can she go from the time, is her lien from the time of Erison or from the time of the suin? So as far as the basic $200 goes, that's from the time of Erison. But the extra amount, according to Afuna, is from the time of the suin. Ravasi says no. Yes, all the money, you know, the rabbis gave her that ability to collect from the time of Erison. She's entitled to the basic suba but when it comes to collect from the Kuchos, everything is from the time of the Nasun. That was the Machlokas we saw yesterday. The Gemara then asked the Kashmir puna from the case of where a person had two xubas. She had xubah for 200 and for 300. So uh, what do we say over there? The Gemara said over there, well, if she wants to collect from the 200, she collects from the first t- time. She collects the 300 from the second time. It's Mashima. The whole 300 is only from the second time from the time of the Nasun. Vigmar says, no, there, the 300 was, was coming at the time of the suing to replace the 200 one. If she would have said, listen, uh, besides the 200, I'm giving you an extra 300, and you would have gotten entitled to the whole 500. But over here, it's speaking about where, he gave her a KSBA, let's say, or the ksuba, the, the implied sub at the time, of Harrison was for 200. Then at the time of the suing, he gave her a KSBA for 300. So he wasn't adding on, he wasn't adding on, he wasn't saying, listen, besides the time, give me an extra 100. He went to say basically that, He's giving her a nuk for 300 and she accepted that. Right, right from the top of the page, on Memdalad, Haina the amasayim So she was Mochul the first. She was Mochul, the shebud from the time of Arison Again, normally, according to Rafuna, the way Rafuna learns, she's entitled to have a lien on other property for the basic 200 from the time of the from the time of Arison. But over here, At the time of the Su'an, he wrote her another suba for 300. And basically, by accepting that as is, it didn't say, I'm giving you 200 plus another 100. I'm giving you 300. She accepted that she was the first Shiba. This is what we left off yesterday, the third line Again, where she came up, where a person, she said, um, uh, she had two subas, one for 200, one for 300. Ravuna says, if she wants to collect the 201, she collects from time from the time of Arison. If she wants to collect the 300, the entire 300, she only has a lien on from the second time, from the time of the That's what we explained. So she collect with either one, not both, because otherwise it would have said, "I'm adding on the 300 in addition to the 200." Now, yet in the 300, she didn't say uh, it was not written. I'm giving you 200 plus an other hundred. It was just either the 200 or 300. So if she wants the basic 200 from the time of Arison, fine. She wants the whole amount three hundred. She collects from the time of minasuin. Collect with one. This is This if you have two documents which are which which basically imply the same thing, the Reuven is somehow transferring to Shimon some property. Let's say or Reuven is transferring property. Say so one is written uh, let's say from the first of January and one's written from the first of March. Okay, the same, the same thing, basically, Reuben's giving his field to Shimon. So, The second one comes to supersede and nullify the first one. In you know, other words, why have a second one? For The first one had some problem with it. It was, we'll see, claimed to be forged, or uh, whatever, the guy was mochel, or he heard that there was a problem with it. So the guy, so the, the recipient was willing to say, okay, I'll take the one from March, even though I can only distrain upon other properties. If something happens, this property, somebody takes it away. I can only go back to March. My lien starts from March 1st. I'm willing to accept that. Rabbi Nachman says, the second one nullifies the first. So this argument is with Rafuna, because Rafuna said she pulls out two one for 200, one for 300. You don't say that the second one nullified the first. But rather, if she wants to collect with the first one, she can collect with the first one from the time of Eiresun, the 200, or she can collect 300 from the time of Esuun. You don't say that the second one nullifies the first. So the Chor Rafuna's halacha disagrees with Rav Nachman, says, no, even on that halacha that we said, that if you have two stars, both, both of them say that Reuben's transferring the field to Shimon, the second one nullifies the first. Rav Papa said about the, Rav we'll see Rav Papa says it later on in this page, If he added on one more thing, in other words, this is what we say, that if there's two documents written out, that Rubin is transferring something to Shimon, the second one nullifies the first. That's only if they're exactly the same. They're exactly the same in what they're transferring. They're transferring this this exact same thing to Shimon, so the second one nullifies the first. But if the second one adds on something extra, Oh, uh, Ruben says, the first one said, Ruben says, I'm giving you this field from here to there. The second one says, I'm giving you this field from here to there, plus I'm adding on another tree or something else. Anything in addition to that, then it does, then then, the Eos, in particular, the Tosos, he wasn't writing it to nullify the first. He was just trying to give him an extra advantage to add something on by that by adding on a tree or adding on anything else. He was saying, besides the first thing, I'm giving you a second thing, not nullifying the first. The guy would still have the, uh, the uin uh, from the time of the first star, he's just adding on the second one. Here he added on something. What does that mean? The original exubah that, that she got at the time of Arison, whether it was written or whether it was implied, was for 200. Now at the time of Nesuin, he gave her exubah for 300. So the 300 doesn't nullify the first one. If she wants to collect with the first one, she collect with the first one. She wants to collect the second, second one. 2nd doesn't nullify it. Why? Because he added on something. He added on another 100. It's like adding on another tree. If it was the exact same thing, I'm giving you 200 today, and then later I'm giving you 200. So the second one nullifies the first, but over here it doesn't nullify; it it adds on. Gufa, Let's understand this halach again. Two shtaros, two documents. They both say that Ruve transferred to Shimon this field. The second one nullifies the first, as we said. Amr Papa Papa explained. Amr of Nachman. Nachman admits the osa if he added on one more thing in that second one, the was he wasn't writing it to nullify the first. It didn't mean that the first uh, that the um, uh, the recipient, let's call him the, the recipient, he could be a purchaser, he could be a a uh, donee, whoever this, the recipient, Shimon who got it, um, uh, w- was not mochel the first uh, lien. In other words, he got it from January first instead of March first. Uh, He's wondering if he added on something. He, he wrote he added it on to add something, not to diminish. The recipient's claim from January 1st, he added on something in order to give him another advantage. I'm giving you an extra tree, I'm giving you extra money, whatever it was. Now, to listen to this. When Ruben's transferring to Shimon the field, right, it's obvious that if the Pshiita, Rishon, the Meher, the Shay, Matana, let's say the first document said that Ruben's transferring to Shimon a field as a sale, I'm selling it to him for $100. Sold him to the field for $100. Okay. Then he gave him a second, a second document. March 1st, so, and was, I'm giving him a field. I'm donating it to him. I'm giving it to him as a field. Now, there for sure, Leopold's Koku, the custom of Why did he write the second one as a gift? the a document I'm giving you this as a, as a gift. This is a sale. Because what's the law? What's the, remember the law of Bar Metzra back in Baba Basra? What's the law of Bar Metzra? If Yanko wants to sell to Shmeril a field, and there's another guy, Zvulim, has a field that uh, that is a junk that joins that field. So Zvulin has the right of first refusal because at the barmestra, he his field already borders that field. So he has a right of first refusal. In other words, Yanka wants to sell the field to Shmuel. Shmuel doesn't have any fields, but Zvulin has a field that abuts that field that's being sold. The, the right thing to do, Cisa Biachateau, is to give Zvulin the advantage, let him buy it. If you're getting the same amount of money you know, let him meet it. Uh, uh, Shmaril wants to pay Yanko $1,000 for the field. Zvullen's saying, I'm also willing to pay a $1,000. You should give it to me because my field abuts that field. I'd rather have one big field. It would be more profitable to have one field in one place for the trucking and the plowing and all that. It's more advantageous to so give it. So why not sell it to Zvullen? It's 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 wrong not to sell it to him. That's in the case of a sale, but it's if, it, if it's a gift, if Yankel is giving Schmerl the field as a gift, he, wants. he can give what he wants, and Zwoln can't say, Well, give it to me. Well, I don't know you. Who are you? You have a field like I'm giving as a gift. So the rules of bar Metra don't apply in the case of a gift. So it could very well be that when originally when Yankel uh, when Yankel sold the field to Schmerl, that was on January 1st. It was a sale. Now on March 1st, he gives him a deed for the same, the bill of sale for the same field, exact same field, but he wrote it as a gift. You know why he wrote it as a gift? To say that if somebody else wants it, if Zulin wants to buy it with a right of first refusal, I'll give it to you as a gift. So to this way, he he uh, he, go, he, he circumvents Zwollin by giving it to him as a gift. Sometimes he's giving, Yanko uh, is giving a, a, a an advantage, a certain right that wasn't given in the first one. So, uh, either he's selling it, but if if Zwollin has a claim of Barmetzer against him, says is fine, I'll give it to him. No, that's the reason why he wrote the second star. He wrote the second. What are we saying? That when two stars are written, the second one usually nullifies the first. If it, if everything else everything else is equal. However, if he's adding something in the second one, something that wasn't there in the first one, I'm giving it to him as a gift now. Oh, this woman wants to pay for it and pay the same price and come with a Dina de bar mitzra. Oh, he's on the border. I'll I'll give it to him as a gift. So I'm giving him an, an advantage. So they're the second one. Right. So they're the second one is not to take away from the first one, it's just to give him an additional advantage. So the second one doesn't nullify the first, it's just giving him a second one that in case Zulin or somebody else comes along and says, sell to me because my field already abuts that, I'm giving him an advantage, I'm giving it to him as a gift. He really did sell it to him, but I'm giving it to him as a gift that either to get around it or if that's the case, if Zulin makes a claim against it, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to sell it to him, I'll give it to him as a gift. And then I, I, I won't take any money for it. So you so, should go to Zulin and say, hey, Okay, if there, if there is this one, the whole idea is okay, just in case you're doing just in case. So, 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 what do you think? The first one was a sale, and the second one was a gift. And Kosh came the other way around. Let's say on January 1st, he gave it to him as a gift, and then on March 1st, he sold it to him. The reason why he wrote it as a sales. I'll tell you why, because. If I give it to you as a gift and then a, uh, a creditor that I had before comes and takes it away from you, right? So here I'm selling it to you. I'm selling it to you for money so that if somebody does take it away from you, you can come after me for the money. You can come and claim it again. Cause I'm giving it to you. I'm selling I'm putting it there whether he actually takes the money or not, but he's, he's, he's selling to him. Listen, I'm selling it to you. So that if somebody takes it away from me, if, if I sell, see, I, I could do it with a Montana also, but normally the enforcement say it's not done. If I give you a gift and then somebody comes and says, You're not entitled to it, it was already his property. He had a prior lien to it. So that's it. Too bad there's no gift. You know, I'm not an Indian giver, just somebody took it away. But you have no claim against me, unless I wrote in it that if somebody takes away from me, I'll give it to you. But normally there's no claim against. Me. But if I sold you a field and somebody takes away from me, you have a claim against me. I owe you a field or I owe you the money. So maybe I gave you the second star. To strengthen your claim, so that if somebody takes it away from you, you can come after me again. So again, the second star added something to the first. Again, let's look at both of them again. matana <laughs> He gave him extra rights. V'shun dinah devar a stronger hand. because the zvul won't be able to take away the field as from dinah metzri. matana. If the first one on January first was written as a gift, and the second one was a sale, again. I wrote that in case of in case a creditor comes and takes away the field from you, you can come against and and me. But if both, the one on January 1st, the one on March 1st, both deeds or bills of sale transferring Ruben's property to Shimon are both written as a gift or both written as a sale, the second one voided the first one, nullified the first one. Why? Why would there be a second one? Now obviously, we're speaking about where the recipient has the stars, right? Because if the guy, is giving him as a star, he can always make up all the stars he wants, right? You can write the star that the Malva gave, that the Mocha gave, something to, to the uh, to the uh, even if the Lokoch is not there. But if even the Lokoch has them, why well, was the second one about the, the first one? My timer. Two reasons. Raphim says Odiya He a, Eimer, Odea, Maybe he was Maybe the Lokoch was motive that the first one was forged. He heard rumors that people are talking about that it's forged. So he says, I'll tell you what. I'm willing to accept the lien from March first. Give me another one from March first, and I'm willing to say that I can't collect anything from January or February because I heard the first one's forged anyway. So I'd, I'd rather I'd rather admit that. Rabachas is a different reason. He was mochul. So I tell you what, you know what? I'm mochel the but He was a nice guy. He was mochel the shebut. Maybe and I. What's the between them? Are you uh, disqualifying the item? When according to Raphraim, he says, why, why is the second one? Why does the second star, you know, why doesn't the little Kuch stand up and say, Why should I take it from the second dead? I'd rather have it from the first dead. I have a prior lean. So he says, Why? Because the Adam are possibly forged. So the question then is that Adam are disqualified. Rashi seems to say, based on this, that he heard the Adam of Summa of according to their What do you mean the Apostle? is says, What do you mean the Apostle? It is just because he admits that they are, uh, you know, he says, may, I heard that they are false witnesses. Means false wit. If the lakuach is moda, or they're all moda, that that this uh, that the adam signed on it. It's a it's a forged document. Well, if it's a forged document, any other document with those same adam Tosaf says would also be possible according to them. Okay, whatever. The point is that the second one nullifies the first. Rafa says because why? Because the lakuach was moda, the recipient or the giftee or whatever is moda. That the that the are forged, or they're disqualified. And therefore, he is willing to accept the second star in its place. Um, but um, Ravacha says the reasoning is Sheba. What's the difference between these two reasonings? Sadi, one is to disqualify the Adam. According to Raffa, the Adam would be disqualified, at least in a limited sense, for these guys. And according to uh, Ravacha, you know, you're not disqualifying the Adam over here. You're simply saying that the course, the recipient of the gift or of the sale or whatever. Uh, was doing a favor and said, I'm mocha from the first year. I'm mocha from January 1st. I'll only collect, I'll only make my lien from March 1st. Or the uh, shlum at Again, or would he have to eat the peirut that he ate from January to March? According to you, if you say the first document was forged, it's no good, then he'd have to give back those payers If the lakuach or the recipient ate the peirut, he'd have to give it back to the mokher because he wasn't entitled to them. According to Ravacha, he's, uh, according to Rav he was mocha the shibud." What does it mean? I am I, I bought the field really January first, but I'll tell you what, I'm mochl the shibud. If somebody takes it away from me, I won't, I won't, I'm mochl the lien I have is only from March 1st, but I really bought it from January first. So I don't have to give back any pay Well the Taska, who I, who actually owns the property to pay taxes, to pay property taxes on. It. Do I own it from January first or from March 1st? If you say that the first star was forged, was not a good star, so I'm only I'm I only have to pay taxes from March 1st. But if you say that the first star was okay, I was simply mochel the shibud. That I don't have a lien from uh, January 1st if it's taken away from me, but I did own it from Mark from May from January 1st, then I would have to pay the recipient or the uh, the the the, um, the the buyer would have to pay the taxes. My Abhi what in this machlokus that we started with yesterday between Rapuna and Ravasi, when we said, from when can you the strain upon uh others in la- land? In others if she's divorced or widowed and um, and now uh, they, if, you had a, if you had a star, um, a ksuba for 300, um, when can you from what date can you claim you had a lean on from the date of the arison, date of the suin? So Rafuna Rav said the 200 from the date of the arison, the extra amount from the date of the suin. Ravasa said everything from the date of the suin. This is talked about in terms of making a claim again. We're going with the sheet and our Mishnah that the ksuba is really from the time of the arison, not necessarily how we hold. But from the time of Areson, there's, there's a basic sub of 200, which is an automatic implied sub. And any amount that's added on is added on when they write the sub at the time of the suing. But when you come to collect, if she can't collect from, if the husband doesn't have available assets for the 300, and she has to go after uh, after property that was sold or mortgaged to somebody else, what when she collect? from? If says the 200 from the time of Areson, the extra amount from the time of the suing, what's the halach at the end, my law of the xubah. Tashma Damra Birmashmu, we're going back to Xuba, not, not just these cases of Shtarus are written with Ruben and Shimon. Tashmah Dhamma Ira Mashmu, Bishum of Shimon. Abshimon, Manama Simon Airison, Tos Minnesota, like Rapuna, that he possibly says in the name of Blazz of Shimon, that the one hundred or the 200 or 100 for a Baula, uh, two hundred for Absula from the time of Erison. and the amount additional amount of time is from the Khamamim, Echizabhazemasum, Bokman, the like the Khachamim, Echzeb Hasebasun. The Khamim really was really like like uh who like uh, 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 was it ravahu was it Rav Acha? um it was ravasi rather ravasi said and now the pa uh the Revasi is really going with the shit the cham we pass like the both from the suan they're both from the suan Su- that's even in a case like our Mishnah where there's an implied suba from the time of Airison Lamaisa I don't think we pass bask in that way There, we in normal cases and, and, and anything else being equal, unless he gave it on his own from the time of Erisin, but normally the chiyah for Exuba is only from the time of Nisun. And even if the even if the chiyah was from the time of Erisin, that's only if, you can, if he has assets. But if you have to strain upon others' properties, then it's only from the time of Nisun. Okay, now we're going to get into. Uh, uh, we've talked about about um, a onas a rap rapist, uh, and has to pay fifty dollars, fifty shekels, whatever. Is by 50 shekels, and he has to marry her and he can never get rid of her, right? This is, a, uh, this is a rapist who rapes a girl, we said, according to the Chamin, Tana, or a up until the age of 12 and a half. Remember, Mayer said only during a Nara, right? That uh, you can sell a girl until she's 12, but uh, the rapist only. And the same thing for a, uh, a, a seduction, a case of Pitui, a mafata, except the difference is by mafata, he only pays the 50 shekels if he doesn't marry her. But if, he or if, the, if she doesn't want to marry him or the fa- father objects to the marriage, then, um, then he can marry her and he doesn't have to pay the 50 shekels. That's what the, that's what the learned onus of Father. Then there's a of, of Motsi Shema. What's Motsi Shema? He marries her. The plastic says in Dvarim, <clears throat> he doesn't like her. Someone says he spits bad rumors about her. Motsi Shema. He gives her a shame, he gives her a bad reputation. I, engage, I got engaged to this girl half a year ago, and when I married her, guess what? Somebody beat me to it, and she committed adultery. <inaudible> now, the way the passage reads is like, okay, um, you know, were there Adam over here? So the passage doesn't tell us, but we'll see the Gemara speaking about he has Adam that she committed adultery. Then the father of the girl claims to be she says that uh, no, look, she's a virgin. How do they prove she's a virgin? They have Adam who are Mazim the first Adam. They are Adam who will make the first Adam's omen. Bomra Doesn't really mean they, they lift up her dress in front of him. It means that they check things out and they have Adam. <inaudible> they take this man, the because he in other words, his Adam that he claimed she committed adultery are liars. How do we know? Because there's Adam someone, the Adam the, the, because they are Adam someone, Because we have other Adam that the the girl's family brings that says those guys are liars. They were with us in St. Louis on that time at that time, and they couldn't testify. So the local And they put him and they give him Yisro means they give him Malchus. Now normally we had before only were mayor holds that that, that local mishaling that we had a local mishal, but over here in this case. He gets Malchus and he has to pay. He has to pay money. I'm reading this because all these words are going to be important for us. Here is spelled with a hey. In most places in Kisei, you'll see those cases spelled without a hey. Without a hay means even a katana. Remember, we had that before. When it says Nara with a hey, no, Nara, 12 to 12 and a half. He has to pay 100 hours. Besides the fact that he gets Malchus, the husband, for lying, by the way, what happens to the Adam's Zomman? They're killed. The husband was trying to kill her. Committed adultery, right? Skiwa, she's now committed adultery. Okay, that's what the Adam said. She committed adultery. The other Adam who come along and are Muslim, the first set of Adam, and show that they're liars. So what happens to the first set of Adam to try to kill her? They are killed. That's Edom Zomman. They were trying to kill her. They didn't kill her at the end. Because other Adam came and showed that they're liars, so you kill the first set of Adam. So what happens over here? You kill the first set of Adam. The husband has to pay hundred dollars, and he gets Malchus. He doesn't get killed. He gets he gets Malkus, right? He's put a bad a bad name al Basulas Yisrael. Notice it says al Israel. Yisrael. Yisrael is going to is going to be important in a minute. We're going to see what Yisrael is to teach me. But Lo he has to stay or marry. After this whole episode, can you imagine with the ate him and they're killed, that's this, he's got to keep her as a wife. Well, oh, they're going to need a lot of counseling. They're going to need a lot of counseling, right? Okay. Then the apostle goes, if it was true, the first ate were right. He committed adultery, he committed adultery. You take her and you kill her. You kill her. She committed adultery. To the door of her father's house, we're going to. All these words are going to come in and forth. Uskaluah and you stone <speaking in> her, <Hebrew> anchei but uskaluah anchei vavanim Vamesa. Stone her and she will die. Well, isn't it pretty obvious? She's going to die again. vamesa is going to come forth. Ki osa nevola because she did an abomination. Israel liznos peisavio, but we had to ramik becha. All those words are going to be important as we learn the parsha of of motzi sheimra. So there are similarities to the case of a rapist or a seducer, right? Uh, but in the case of a rapist, certainly it's not her fault. Uh, and in the case of the seducer, again, we're talking about Absula not married. But now here we're talking about a girl who was married. And he brought proof that she committed adultery. Was the proof good or proof? If it's good proof, you kill her. If it's not proof, because the Adam were Muzam, then you kill the Adam, and, and the husband has to bear these punishments. Now, we said be Israel. Be Yisro. So the mission is like this, a girl converted, a woman converted, Bittima, and the daughter, her daughter converted with her. right? And that daughter converted with her even under the age of three. Remember, if you convert after the age of three, she's assumed already to be not Absula because you assume that they, they violated her. But over here, the daughter was less than three. And now the daughter committed adultery. The daughter grew up. She was a psula, right? And she committed adultery. So would she get skila? Like the case of Motzi Shemra, then the whole this whole Motzi Shemra case happened. No, she doesn't get skila. She gets chenek, why? Because this whole Parsha, the Parsha of a married girl who gets skila, remember she was engaged or married, right? In the case of marriage, you see, it, normally once a girl is married, if she commits adultery, the punishment is chenik strangulation. But in the case of motzi Sherma there's a special pasuk. It says you have to give her skila. Normally, skila is only for a nara a, a girl who's a nara. She's a nara and she is engaged. Not when she's at, when she's betrayed, She's not married. So over here, we say the skila, but now marasa be Like the pasuk we just quoted in, in, um, uh, by, uh, by, uh, Mozi Shemra. So over here, even though she has Skila that it's only Bidi Kinovel be Yisrael. She's not a Yisraelis; She's a Gioris. Remember, what are we talking about? We're talking about a girl who converted with her mother. So the girl was also a convert, the young girl, she, she was two years old, right? And they converted her. So she's not a Yisraelis; She's a Gioris. And therefore the Parsha of Skila doesn't apply, but she's killed. She's killed, but she still, she, later on, she commits adultery. She's bat mitzvah and she commits adultery after being, after being betrothed to somebody, she's yes, you don't kill her at the Pesach Pesach because he said, What do we say here? We say, You take her. What uh, do we say? You kill her at her father's house, at her father's door. There's no halach of the father's door over here. She doesn't really have a father. She was a shiksa who converted. Below Mayasela, not in terms of the Meisella either, because the whole parsha only applies really to Israelis. However, however, uh if she, if she still is, why? So why is she killed? Bichlal? Why? Maybe the whole parsha doesn't apply. It does probably We'll see. In the, in the we'll explain this. Let's say when she uh she, she was conceived, her parents were goyim. Doesn't then her mother converted? Father? She doesn't have a father. Because her father's a guy, even if the father was a Jew, technically he doesn't belong. He's not her father anymore because she's a Shiks and then she converted. But whatever. Let's assume that they were both. They were both um, uh, their parents were were a goyim, and then her mother converted while pregnant. Then she does get skeela Why? Because she's born as the Israelis, right? She's she's born as Israelis, but av, but she doesn't have a father because she doesn't have a father. Who's her father? She doesn't have a father. Who's her father? Father was a guy. Even if he was Jewish, he's not really her father because she was was conceived from a mother who wasn't Jewish. The whole part doesn't really apply because there is no avia over here. Let's say, no, let's say the mother converted, the mother converted, and then the mother conceived her and gave birth to her then she's born she was born she was conceived Jewish born Jewish then she's regular Israel. let's say she has a father she's a regular Jewish girl whether converted or not but she was she was she was conceived Jewish and born Jewish but her father doesn't have a house he's renting <laughs> or he doesn't have a house right or he doesn't have a house whatever yes she has a father or he has a house theres a house but the father's dead so would you say, well, you can't kill her? You are supposed to kill her. You No, she still gets to kill her. We'll see, to show, look what kind of a daughter you raise. Let's say the father's dead. You're not going to, the whole partial is not going to apply. She committed adultery. Husband shows that, but the father's dead now. So yeah, no, you still kill her anyway, just that uh, you kill her at her father's house. It's no father, or the father doesn't have a house. You still kill her anyway. But anyway, how do we know this? How do we know that if a Russian like that she still gets Skeelah. After all, you could say she's not a Israelist, right? Or if she was she wasn't conceived Jewish. Again, remember I say that and stone her. And she the people of the city will stone her both with rocks. She will die. It's pretty obvious if you stone somebody, they're gonna die, right? What is it? Includes her too. Even the to include even a woman. Who was born? Who was conceived? Not Jewish, and then born Jewish. The Mishnah said, "Oh, in that case, she gets shekel, but, hu- but the husband doesn't uh, pay the uh, hundred shekels if, if it's not true, right? If it's not true, and, and the husband just Moshi Shemra, he doesn't get Malchus and he doesn't pay the hundred dollars. Uh, why not? Why don't you say Mesa puts that? The Pesuk says." Even if she was conceived not Jewish and born Jewish, for Misa, it's included. She gets the Skila, below the Knaus, but the Knas for the husband doesn't apply if she was conceived not Jewish. Maybe it's incoming to include that, you know, when it, when does she die? When do you give her Skila? If everything was Pikusha, she was totally Jewish from conception on. So, Zah Israel Ismail says that's a regular Israelist. So, what he would say, Bas Israel. It says she's Bas Israel, Suas Israel. So maybe it comes to include a girl who was born not Jewish and converted. Maybe she also gets skila. Why did it say not Israel? It's not Israel. Even if it wasn't Israel, she's a georas. She's a Yoras, She's not Israelis. She's Jewish. She has a lacha of being a Jew, but she's still called the Yoras. Can't marry a Cohen, etc. So in can be Israel. What does it say? Be Israel for it doesn't only apply to Yoras also. So Israel means to say that what that only if all the rules. Uh, if, if, she's, uh, if she was uh, at least born Jewish, or if she was conceived and born Jewish, then she's the israelis If she was uh, conceived not Jewish and born Jewish, she is stoned. But if it's not, tr- if it's not true that she, com- that she committed a sin, but the husband was mostly Shemra, right? he doesn't pay the hundred dollars or, uh, or get the mountains. Umr Yosi Brokanina. listen to this carefully now. How mostly Shemra Ali is soma poter. What happens if she doesn't have a father? Now, I want to explain some, in the case both of, of knas and the case of Pitui, and the case of what, of, of Mavsishemra, it always says he gives the father the money, right? right? He has to give or here it says, um, if it wasn't true, in all cases, he gives the father Nara. Okay, so you know what, you know what, uh, Rav Yosef, says we hear? If she's a Yasom, she doesn't have a father Potter. The whole thing doesn't apply. The whole the whole Parsha doesn't apply. Potter, the, the whole the whole deal doesn't apply over here, right? You know, the, the, the whole Parsha of uh Shemra doesn't apply. Shedemrit says M'nasal Nara. Prat doesn't have a father, the whole thing doesn't apply. M'nasal of Yosem listen to this carefully, if you haven't read him. Pusik says, back by Mefata, not by Motsi Shemra, but by a man who seduced the Nara, it says, if he seduced her, then he has to marry her, either pay the money or marry her. she take Mahorya Morena, quickly take her for wife. And it says, if the father refuses, he says, I don't want that. I don't want that guy, that uh, seducer, to marry my daughter. In Ma'ayn, it says, if he will refuse. How do you translate Ma'ayn, you There's no translation. He shall surely refuse. because, For lack of better vocabulary, that's what we say. But here, the Gemara says there's a reason for it. That what? That it says that she can also refuse. He refuses or she refuses. Okay. Why would she refuse? Why would she refuse? Because she doesn't have a father. So, what do you see over here? Oh, but wait a minute. This applies to Mafata. How do we apply this to Mosi Shema? So, here, take a look at the Rashi. Here's an important Rashi. Rashi, the fourth line from the top of the page. The Matsuma could just say, because it says the double Hashemim, beinav whether he's alive and he's refusing, bein the and she's refusing, right? Refusing is just like a meal, right? She's refusing to marry the guy. Alma, Even though it says by Ones, it says It doesn't really say it by mepata. But the Ones, mafat may have done it They learn from one another, remember? Because it's, it says by onis it says and onus and are learning from one another. So, okay, fine. So that's what We're trying to apply it here to mozi Over Here, the Torah said, fine, to include the daughter. Here, we're not adding on you. So it doesn't say a pasach to say it includes the yisoma also. we're not adding it on for an extra word. the you're not adding it on from you, the fear related. Tana, when it says we're not coming to say that if she's the it doesn't apply. The Knast normally goes to the father, not to her. In other words, when you say over here, you see that when it says, when it says, uh, uh, or or uh, it says by Knast, which applies to the father also, it doesn't mean to say that only if the father's there, it means to say. That if the father's there, he gets the money. But it doesn't mean to say that the Parsha doesn't apply if there's no father. If there's no parsha doesn't apply there. You see it applies even to a Yosoma. I guess this is more, and She could also refuse if there's no father. So so how can you say, how can you say the Shema is potter? No. Uh, it should it should be, it should apply to Shema should apply to a to a yosoma also, except there's no father to get the money, so give her the money. So who Kasha, be and he asked the Kasha and also You could really say this, that this that he's talking about, by father speaking about we raped her, there was a father, and afterwards she became Yasoma. Why can she refuse? this Ma'im. She the father refuses or her refuses, showing you that the Parsha applies even by Yasoma. No, maybe not. Maybe it could very well be, could very well be that if she's the Yisoma, the Parsha of Bonus oh, though doesn't apply. And the same thing for motzi Shema doesn't apply. I says that she's refusing. They're speaking about at the time of the rape or the seduction, she had a father. She had a father. Then the father died. So then she was the one who refused it. But if there was no father, maybe motzi Shema doesn't apply and maybe Bonus mafata doesn't apply. That's, that's Rabbi Yoshi Rufmina says, I'm Mosi Shema, All you saw my potter. Fine. That's one sheet. The rabba says, no. Chayim. Yechayim. Why? Be mind. Mita Tony Ami Ami learned the following thing. Busik says we are absula sisro. Remember I said to the bus yes, vansho so me cats must not be an arkiosi What do you say absula Yisrael"? But obsuos gave him to come up, so doesn't apply. Yeah, official Mickey I got if you say that he is summer. Is a is a Bas Gairim, sulus Gairim, a agioris is always a yasamra. She has no parents. So, sulus gaim says here sulus is not excluded sulus gairam. Now, if you say Yam Bishloma ki Iga of Israel, the Yisoma of Israel, is Chayev and Mosi Shemra, and the same thing could be for for uh, for Onus of Afata and it's a So you say, Oh, Gareb, Yisoma normally you do. Yisoma applies to Mosi Shemra, applies to Yisoma. So the pasuk is full Gareb. Eliam of Israel ki Iga of If you say that the whole parsha of of, uh, of Mosi Shemra doesn't apply to Yisoma, so of course it doesn't apply to, to a Bas Garem because a Bas Garem a Gioris. Is automatically Yisoma. She doesn't have any real parents. Has to be Yisrael Pater, Begari boy, if she's Pater by Yisoma, certainly by So, certainly, certainly, when uh, Yisoma, the Rahman here he doesn't really have any parents. So, therefore, Rubba's reasoning stands better, seems to have a stronger proof. And Rubba says that the parsha of Motzishema applies to Yisoma as well as to a, a, a not only to a, to a girl who has a father, but even to a Yisoma as well. So that applies, even though she doesn't have a father. So the business about Nasliavara is that if he has a father, he gets the hundred dollars. That's like by Ones Mafata. If there's a father, he gets the money. But if he doesn't, but if he's not there, the still parsha applies. In other words, you don't say that if there's no father, then rapists get off the hook, or, you, or, or as soon as you get off the hook, or most gets off the hook. Amrish Lakish. shamer What about Monsieur Maktana? We had before. Does Ones and Mafata apply to a Ktana? According to Rabunin, yes, remember, Mayor says no, it's only the girl 12 to 12 and a half, only an hour. Abunan say even, uh, even a katana. Rish says, Motish though, doesn't apply to a katana. Shinamrit says, and it has a hay at the end. Nara Mole di The Plus, it says, Nara, a full Nara of, she's got to be 12 to 12 and a half. So the parsha of Nara nara of, of Motish only applies to a girl who's between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, only an hour. Once she's a Bulgarian, it doesn't apply, and when she's a katana, it doesn't apply. Masculabafa Baraba, time because of to oh why how do you know that it's that it's a girl on so and says Hanara with a full hey at the end Pala vaki have me Safi saphilktana even a ktana also how could it be a ktana plus says inemasa Hayah. what did i say plus if it's true she did commit adultery you take her out and you kill her with skila at her father's house how can you kill her she's a ktana inemasa de vasel on him some solarvati is <laughs> nara you school you stoner you can't, can't punish a girl, a girl. She's not 12 years old. You can't, you can't give her punishment. You can't give her capital punishment. The Chiddush is this. Yes, we know that. How do we know that Moshe uh, Shemr does not apply to a Because it says, if the story is true, you kill her. You can't kill a girl as a tana. So we know it only refers to a Nara. And since over here, this Parsh only refers to a Nara, and Nara here is written with a full hey at the end, that shows you that when it says nara with a full hay, then it means a really a nara. If it doesn't have it with a the at the end, it could even be a katana. Because over here, where it says it with a hay, it's talking about a case who's fully girl is fully twelve years old. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to kill her. Okay, so that's what we have so far. So what do we have now? That the case of Motsi Shema, which we've been discussing, right, that does not really apply to a yoris, right? Doesn't really apply to Yoras. You don't kill her because if you if she committed adultery and she was a Gyoras, she was originally a even though she was a Psula and all that, she committed adultery on oh, Mary, you give her chenek like any other uh, married uh, woman. Okay, doesn't lie there. But, and, and it does apply even to yisoma. We say, according to Rava, we seem to pass like Rava applies to yisoma, but it doesn't apply to a Kitana. It only applies to a Then we end off the Gemara with Tani Shila. That was his name, Shila. Shila says like this, Shola midas Manara. There are three types of execution of a Anaru committed adultery, he was married. She committed adultery, is was married. If she wasn't married, you know, and executed, you only commit adultery. Adultery means she was married, right? There's three different kinds. Let's say Adam came while she was in her father-in-law's house. Father-in-law's house implies what? That she is married already, fully married, not, a mo- not just engaged. When we talk about adultery, it means she has to be engaged, at least betrothed, right? But over here, if Adam came and she was in her father's house, father-in-law's house, that means she was married already. That's the case mm-hmm. of Moses Shemra. Mosei Shemra, she's married, right? The husband married her, took her and says, hey, she's not, I see she committed adultery. But Adam the way, Adam came while she was in her father's house, with father-in-law's house, she's in Zimbabwe claiming that she was, she committed adultery before the marriage, right? After betrothal, before the marriage, while she was still in father's house. Then that's the case of you stone her at the door of her father's house. Again, if she doesn't have a father or if he doesn't have a house, it's not indispensable. You stone her anyway. But if she has a father and he has a house. You he stone her father's house. As if, say, as if to say, look at this, look what you've brought up. Look what you've grown. Look what kind of a plant you've uh, you've uh, nurtured, right? A girl who committed adultery after betrothal. That's the first case. Adam came when she was already married, meaning in her father-in-law's house. That's the case of Shemra, where the husband says, I married her, and look what happened. Let's say Adam came while she was still in her father-in-law's house. She wasn't married yet. She was just betrothed. Adam came and said this girl committed adultery. So she, zinsa, she committed her there. So Pesach pesashari. You give her steel of pesoshair. What pasig is that? Michael, later on it says, a few psychim after the parsha of Multi shame, it says, Kiya <laughs> Nara. Just a couple psukim later, right? Kiya <laughs> Nara She's not a B'sula uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you slept with her. Both say some Now we're talking about the the adulterer and the adulteress. Both of them. Uh, it's like she didn't cry out, meaning she did it willingly right. because he, he 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 uh he afflicted a, uh, somebody else's wife. Then, if it says if she was raped and all that, of course, then she's not responsible, right? And uh, right, that's so how you know that also fine, so nobody helped all that. But if they committed adultery, this is not a case where. She was married already, and the guy claimed, "Look, she was a, she, that she committed adultery before." Simply, she was betrothed, and she went off with somebody. That's the second one. Again, the second line: Adam came while she was still in her father's house. Meeting, she was only had betrothed. She did so ear. That's what the pussy says. You, you, you kill them. Where? El her ear, the gate of the city, like the city's done. The third case. So the first case is skila. The second skila at her father's house. The second case is skila. Pesel yeah. The third case, <coughs> if she committed adultery, then she becomes All these apply that Nara gets skila or Moshe gets skila. Nara, she was a Nara. She's 12, 12 and a half. Let's say <coughs> she committed adultery and then she turned to be 12 and a half. She gets chenik like a like a regular married woman who commits adultery gets chenik, gets strangulation, not skilo, right? Le'memra. So the Gemara says why? Because her body has changed. She's now a bulgaris. Wherever her body has changed, the, her the her mode of execution has also changed. This leads us into the Gemara, tomorrow's discussion. The Gemara, and tomorrow's stuff a discussion about this. Just because her body changed, you also change the the. Uh, the uh, mode of execution. We know. We always say uh, marosa, uh, a a marasa. If she's engaged, the punishment is skill, If she committed adultery, if she's married, the punishment is chenek. Here we see it's not simply her state of marriage that's changed, right? That she goes from betrothal to marriage, but <coughs> also the state of her body has changed because a bogeres, a bogeres, gets killed bechenek. Even though we talked about a a mosi shemra. Uh, Mosi Shem is a special luch, as We'll see that gets uh, skilled. Tomorrow's tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll discuss that. Tomorrow's tomorrow is going to be on the podcast. And on Sunday, Meretz Hashem, we're going to start on Daph Mem On the eighth line, there's a ton of button on there near the top of the page, the eighth line on Mem That's where we'll start on Sunday. Shabbat Shalom Good shots.